This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. call a gift from God bad. And I thought, ooh, he's right. Let me back up here. Let me be careful that I'm not making myself, putting myself in the place of a heretic by calling something evil that God calls good. God only gives good gifts, right? Can we all agree on that? God only gives good gifts. So if God gave some people the gift of tongues, Who am I to say he shouldn't have done that? Abba Father knows how to give good gifts to us, his children. Pastor Robert teaches us today that the greatest gift that we can receive is the gift of the Holy Spirit. When God's Spirit resides in us, the Lord gives each of us special abilities as he sees fit. Far be it from us to call into question any good gift of God. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with part three of today's message in the book of 1 John, chapter two. The thing that we concluded with all of it was that it's this issue that we're discussing today, that it's actually whether or not that person is ever filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know, you could dissect that from an academic perspective, you know, a theological perspective, you could parse words and, and play with it. But the thing that, the conclusion that I reached is that I don't want to live a powerless Christian life. I don't want to live a life where I'm never 100% sure about my relationship with him. I don't want to live a life where I'm dreading, you know, the, the day when I'm face to face with Jesus, where I'm afraid of death. I don't want that. If we serve truly a living God, then I want life to permeate everything. You know what I'm saying? I want the power of God. If he did it then, why wouldn't he do it now? Whatever he did then, why would he not do it now? Charles Spurgeon makes a statement in one of his sermons, and Spurgeon didn't believe that God was continuing today to heal people, those sign gifts or grace gifts or whatever you want to call them, speaking in tongues and, and all of that. He didn't, he didn't believe that that, that that was still happening today. I do. But Spurgeon said something that I thought was profound in the same message where he clarified what he, what he believed about the Holy Spirit. He said, why would, why would our Father, why would the Spirit of God give his best wine at the beginning and then give us dregs at the end. The example that we see in scripture, the first miracle Jesus did at the wedding of Cana, you remember this story? The wine ran out. Wine often being emblematic in the New Testament of the Holy Spirit, the wine ran out. 
And you remember what happened? Yeah, Jesus made like the best wine of the feast there at the end. And say, so I, th- I think there's a lesson in that for us today. The very best that the Holy Spirit has to offer is available to you right now. Right now, today. Why would it not be? Why would he hold out? Now see, a lot of us have been freaked out because we've seen weird stuff in the name of the anointing or in the name, you know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's the anointing. No, it's not. It's foolishness quite often, emotionalism. I've seen all kinds of weirdness being passed off as an expression of the Holy Spirit. So should we therefore dismiss the Holy Spirit? No, we should dismiss weirdness. But we should want everything God has for us. In Luke chapter 11, verse 9, Jesus said, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Do you understand what Jesus was trying to help us to see there? You can trust your Father to give you good gifts. And anything your Father gives you is a good gift. And if you're looking to your Father to give you good gifts, you don't have to worry about a bait and switch. You don't have to worry about receiving a scorpion, receiving poison, when you were asking for something good from him. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about your father making you all weird. You don't have to worry about your father giving you something that would be bad for you, something that would be detrimental to you. Many years ago, I was at a conference, and I'll be honest, I had completely just neglected all of this for years. And I was at a conference up in Boca. One of the former assistant pastors from Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, was teaching this um, weekend conference on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he was speaking about the gift of tongues because the gift of tongue, at that point in the conference, because the gift of tongues is the one that usually freaks people out. You know, it's controversial and it's confusing and, and you know, people are like, ah, that's just weird. I don't want, well, now wait a minute. The Bible says it came from God the Father. You calling it bad? Be careful. Who are you to call a gift from God bad? And I thought, ooh, he's right. Let me back up here. Let me be careful that I'm not making myself, putting myself in the place of a heretic by calling something evil that God calls good. God only gives good gifts, right? Can we all agree on that? God only gives good gifts. So if God gave some people the gift of tongues, who am I to say he shouldn't have done that? Who am I to say that's weird? Who am I to say that's a bad thing? I'm just a kid from Georgia. I don't know nothing. Right? Let me not call it bad if he calls it good. 
Let me acknowledge he only gives good gifts. What if he wants you to speak in tongues? Well, then that's exactly what you need. It's his best for you. And why would you not want that? Why are you afraid of it? Like it's going to bite you. Scorpion or a snake. No, 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 no. Listen, whatever, whatever your father has for you is good. Let me take it one step further. You need it. Whatever he has for you, you need it. And you don't need to be afraid of it. Now, the Bible is clear, I believe, that not all speak in tongues. It's not something, and I'm not suggesting that everybody's going to be speaking in tongues. What I'm saying is that we need to be careful that we're in agreement with Scripture. And nowhere in the Bible does it say he changed his mind about any of these things. He has good gifts for you. He has good gifts for you. And you should want everything that he has. How do I get it? Well, like Jesus said, you you ask and you keep asking. Because everybody who asks receives. But I did ask. Well, keep asking. Don't stop. Keep asking. Keep asking. That's what the passage says. Ask the, the tense. There's a continual tense. Ask and keep asking. Don't give up. Don't just adopt the attitude, you know, oh, it didn't work. When I first became a Christian, you know, I saw a contrast between the Christianity that I grew up in, which was religious, ritualistic. We went through the motions. Everybody did the same thing week after week. And my Aunt Linda, my mom's younger sister, she just changed one day. And, you know, she didn't live in the same town. She, we lived in Georgia, and they were living either in Columbia, South Carolina or Knoxville, Tennessee. I can't remember which. But she would come home for a visit and she came home different this one time. I was a teenager. She was just different. Now, understand, she was a housewife, living the middle class housewife thing, you know, kids, a husband. It wasn't like she was out partying and, you know, all of that, and all of a sudden she stopped. It wasn't, it wasn't that kind of radical change. It was a radical change, just not that kind of radical change. All of a sudden, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with a different person when she came home. All she wanted to talk about was the things of God. All she wanted to talk about was what the Lord was doing in her life and all these different things, and, and there was so much joy and there was so much excitement, and it didn't go away. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio. Radio.